0: Welcome to Off Code, the show where we ignore the cultural codes and have real and intriguing conversations regarding the Black community and ways we can move forward to human flourishing.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Off Code. I am Monique Juson.
0: And I am Kevin Briggins. And we have another great episode this week. Um, There's been a lot going on in the uh, culture, in the news, and we have to talk about it. So, Mo, do you want to tell everybody what we're going to talk about this week.
1: Okay, this week we're going to talk about something that I have coined the Black Pass. And what do I mean by that? The Black Pass, to me, is when the Black community as a whole will generally give a pass to other Black people for things that they do. Things that we know are wrong. We know Pookie be wrong. But yet we give him a pass because, well, you know, that's just Auntie Brenda's son. He just like that. Or go ahead.
0: I'll say free pookie
1: free hashtag free pookie, you know, (laughs) or let's say um, somebody who claims to be a Christian does something and they wild out. And then we oh man, you know, everybody have an off day, but it's like. No, man, like you got caught wilding out like seven times in the last two years. Maybe this is a character flaw. So instead of actually saying, hey, look, we need to disciple this person or this person actually needs salvation or that was just wrong what this person did or said, we give them the pass based on like this special criteria. This person belongs to that group or to that person. And so, you know, we're just gonna let it slide. Or, well, you know, they really don't know. We're just gonna let it slide. Or, you know, well, she made good music. I really like her. Don't be coming for this person. We all we can let things slide, but how damaging is that to our community when we continuously let things slide? So we want to talk about this concept of letting things slide because how I see it and Kevin, I'm assuming it's safe to, to speak for you too. When we let things slide, a lot of times our culture, our community, our youth are sliding right along with it. And it's not sliding upward toward heaven, but downward into like a, a murky miry pit. What you gonna say?
0: No, absolutely. You're right. And it's like the the bigger, the cultural icon is or the person is the more influence they have and when everybody just lets it slide it sends a message to the whole community that this is the way we are to do things this is this is this is the right way and so yeah you're right it when when the silence or the um you know when we just kind of make excuses for or say hey it's still cool or it's okay we promote it yeah we're sending that message to the to the culture as a whole
1: yes and i want to give a couple of examples so The first one, um, to me, would be Gabrielle Union. Mm. Now, Gabrielle Union has proclaimed that she's a Christian. It's her faith that has kept her and things like that. But y'all ever notice that sometimes her husband wear a skirt? Nobody really bat an eyelash on that. We just, you know, she's a good actress, or he's a good basketball player, or like where is the the voice that comes out and says that's not holy and what is the message that's sent to our young people um let me see let me see if i can think of another one um maybe oprah oprah has said that she's a christian she believes in jesus but she also thinks that all roads lead to heaven like regardless of what your um you know, religious backgrounds or preferences. So as long as you believe in something, as long as you're a good person, well, you know, then you'll get to to heaven. All roads lead to God. But no one calls that out. We haven't, as I would say, as a community, really taken a stand against um, against the heretical teachings, against the, the issues that can come into our culture by some of these things. I don't know, Kevin, what do you think?
0: No, I think you are 100% on. Um, Even the the examples you gave are really, really good examples of people who are of high influence and high places within the the culture are seeming to give a pass no matter what they do. It's it's the sense of they're one of us. And so it's 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 kinda of like we talk about on code, off code, right? They're one of us. So nobody's gonna go off code and essentially call them out or say anything negative about them because that would be to put family business in the street to a to a to a certain degree, right? Ooh, and so yes. Yeah, and so we we simply just give them a pass because we don't want anybody who we consider to be part of the family, anybody who's black to have any kind of negative um um kind of perception out there in the public. And so uh, if it's not positive, we, we're just gonna kind of be quiet about it.
1: I'm gonna give one more example and I am sure all of black Twitter will come for me, but Tyler Perry.
0: Ooh, see, I, I, don't, Y'all I, know, signed, everybody I ain't everybody up for this.
1: Everybody, I know, but everybody loves Tyler Perry. Tyler, but when Tyler started off, okay, I mean, we can put to the side, the fact that he was in a dress, that's a whole situation. But, like, I feel like Tyler was, like, he was trying. He was in, in his own lane, like, trying to do his thing. You look at Tyler Perry now, and you look at some of these, um, I don't know if you want to call them soap operas or whatever that he makes. And I'm, like, and I, I'm telling you, I, I know I'm going to have some people in my DMs on this one. Um, but these, y'all naked on the on the TV show in the name of Jesus? You got people fornicating. You you got all kind of different affairs happening. This one sleeping with that one, and and that girl up here winking an eye at this girl over here. I'm like, in the name of Jesus, Be- because that's literally what it is. Because as soon as he gets an award, the first thing that he say, what does he say? First, giving honor to God.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um... And
1: everybody knows he's a Christian, but the content that you produce.
0: Yeah. And it's this this the thing cuz they'll nobody's saying hey, you got to make every single thing for the church or mm. you know but at the same time there can't be this complete separation between and this is what a lot of people do. And I'm going to use this word cuz it goes for music and movies. People try to disassociate their art from their faith, right? And so it's, it's like this artistic freedom. I have artistic freedom to do whatever it is I want to do, right? And it kind of uses a kind of get out of jail card to make whatever kind of content I want, whatever kind of song I want, about whatever I want, and yet I can still hold on to Jesus, right? And so um, I do think that that, is, that kind of plays a role in kind of how, especially from the artists themselves, but even the public, that the community kind of um, gives them a pass because they're successful, right? Um, They're viewed well within the world, right? And so why would we, why wouldn't we want that, right? And so, so all those factors kind of play into, number one, why those artists make content that seems to be contradictory, and then also why they kind of get a pass from the community when they do.
1: I think you're on to something. I didn't think about the whole, you know, like separating the art from the person yeah. or, you know, this is me as an artist and this is me as a Christian. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. See, because. Really a little thought. Yeah. Because this has been a discussion for a long time within the, the Christian hip hop community. Right. Mm. Should Christian hip hop artists collaborate with secular artists? should they have an artist on their album or on their song that uses profanity, right? And so this has been something within the Christian hip-hop community for years that's been a discussion. So,
1: so that makes me think about Tasha Cobbs because Tasha Cobbs just released a song uh, within the last year with, um, what's that girl's name? Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Minaj, yep. Yes, and I was like, you got Nicki on your gospel album? for what it, i'm I, yeah mm-hmm. I, but I, go ahead
0: no i'm just saying make it make sense
1: it don't make no sense it doesn't make any sense and this is this is why we have to have this conversation it doesn't make sense but the ramifications of doing this the implications of doing this is that what we show a younger generation is that it's okay to intermingle it's okay to, to mix Yep. It's okay to be singing about God on this side, and but to bring somebody in who really is just a pagan,
0: yeah, it's yep. like
1: who really it just engages in all kind of pagan activities.
0: Yep. Um, when I was in the Christian hip hop world, um, we were trying to pull young people away from that, right? And for an artist to go and then collaborate or make a song with a secular artist it just validates that secular artist as being okay right mm-hmm. and so instead of trying to pull the kids away from it you're kind of leading them towards it right and, and so what ta-
1: mm-hmm. go ahead yeah Sorry. You know
0: what i'm saying so like with tasha Cobb, i don't know <laughs> you're gonna lead more people to Nicki minaj why would you promote her or have her on your album like what, what message are you sending by doing that? And that's what, that's what, that's what just, I could never fathom even in the Christian hip hop community and not even in the gospel music. I, I get it, you, you want your song to blow up, you feel honored that this famous secular artist wants to collaborate with you, right? And I think this is something that is very, very, especially unique to the black community because no matter how secular somebody com- comes, at one point in time, most of, of all of us grew up in the church, and so they never leave the church, and so they want to go out and do the ratchetness, but then still hold on to their spirituality and their remembrance of the church, right? And so at some point in time, you got to draw a line and say, no, you can't do both. You know, Yes. Um, this was an issue with, um, oh, what's her name, Destiny's Child? um. Why am I drawing a Yes, Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams came up with a gospel album years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Right. But then she would go back on tour with Destiny's channel. She up there shaking her thing. She up there twerking. Mm-hmm. It's like, but you We're just released a gospel album. Al-. Yes, you just released a gospel album, right? Mm-hmm. And so this um line between secular and sacred, as we would say, has yeah. always been blurred within the arts, I would say.
1: Yeah. Yes. You got to realize that you can't be wearing a loincloth for Jesus. I don't care how (laughs) glittery it is. That is not OK. But, you know, one of the things that I learned from Krista um, is that we are discipled largely through worship, through music. Yes. And if we are discipled through music, what are we teaching or telling people about the music that they can listen to, about the the lyrics and the words like, yeah, we're singing about or even like you're saying the separation of the the sacred and the secular. Like as long as you listen to Tasha Cobbs on Sunday, what does it matter if you listen to Nicki Minaj or um, Cardi B or whatever on Monday? It's like yep. we used to have this um this radio station out here, KJLH. I think it's still a station I haven't listened to in years. But on Sunday from like sunrise to like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock or something like that, they would only play gospel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But as soon as that, one, that hour hit, you can bet they was going, and I was a kid. So then it was like Luther or um, KRS-One or like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was a lot of, I, I'm dating myself.
0: You are. You, know. you are. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Look, we, we, had, we, had the sa- we had the same thing in Birmingham, 95.7 jams. And on Sunday mornings, it was 95.7 gospel jams, right? Yes. Yeah, and they would play the kind of contemporary um, mu- um, music. They would play, you know, some Christian hip hop, right? And before you went to church, you'd listen to 95.7 gospel jams. But you're right. At, when it went off at whatever time, 11 noon, it was right back to the, to the norm,
1: Dang, y'all went off early. Y'all was like, we look, we only look, Christian till lunch. Dang.
0: Look, if you ain't in church by then, you weren't going. So I,
1: you got that right. Now, <laughs> this actually brings us around to what what we are planning to talk about, which is Beyoncé's song Church Girl. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We gotta yeah. talk about it.
1: Yes, and I know some people have talked about it and and there are some good videos out there, but we we gonna have to, you know, really go off code and really talk about what has happened. Okay, so first of all, Church Girl, in Church Girl, Beyonce samples a song from the Clark sisters. I know y'all know who the Clark sisters are. If you don't know who the Clark sisters are, the Clark sisters are like this iconic gospel singing group. It's a group of four sisters, five. I'm trying to run through them in my head, but it's a group of sisters and their mother is actually famous. Maddie Moss Clark. Um, and then from like Maddie Moss Clark, you get the Clark sisters. Jay Moss is, um, another gospel artist. You have Kiara Sheard who is, um, Maddie Moss Clark's grandchild from Karen Sheard. It is 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 a a royal family within the gospel music. Yes. Yes, I would say they are bigger than the Winans. They're older. Yeah. They're to me they're bigger, they're more iconic. Um the Winans would have been mentored by the Clark sisters. Yeah. I would you know mom mom Winans and pop Winans might be contemporary with Maddie Moss Clark maybe, maybe a little bit younger, but yeah, they are they're like iconic families in gospel music. And so we get um, this song. What's the name of the song you just told me? And I, and I just completely forgot. Um, um, the, uh,
0: the Clark it, sister song. In Thy Will?
1: Yes, In Thy Will. So Swinky Clark and, and the Clark sisters have, you know, written this song. And it's not a song that I'm familiar with from the Clark sisters. I'm familiar with some of their other um, songs. But this song was sold to Beyonce to be able to sample. And I I am completely baffled by the fact that this iconic, like, gospel family, like, deeply gospel family would sell the rights to their song to such a secular art. Like, it's not like Beyonce really, you know, like, she's trying to live whole. Like, she got one foot in the church, one foot in the world. Beyonce all the way over here. Mm-hmm. And they sold that song to to, to Beyonce and she sampled it um, in making Church Girl. But here come Twinkie Clark and she like is like, thank you, Beyonce. I'm so grateful that you would choose my song. You want to see the clip?
0: Yeah, show them the clip, then we can talk about it.
1: Yes. Hi, everybody. I just want to share a good word with you. And first of all, God is awesome. He has done great things for me. The scripture says in Psalms 34, 1, I will bless the Lord at all times, and this praise shall continually be in my mouth, in the good times and the bad times. There's a line of a song I wrote that Beyonce included in her new song, Church Girl. That says, "Center." Of thy will. That means I want to be in the will of God. Thanks, Beyonce, for listening to my music. And I hope it blesses your soul. Go ahead.
0: Let's give Auntie Twinkie a pass. Because I don't even know if she's even heard the song. Like, I'm not sure... She's even aware of what she's promoting or thinking or thanking, right? Um, so I'm I'm gonna give her a pass because I'm not sure if she even knows, if she's even lyrics, you know, she she doesn't seem like the type that's keeping up with modern pop culture and Beyonce. She just doesn't. Um with that said, it just sends a bad mess because somebody had her make that. Somebody had her make that thank you, you know, to Beyonce. Um, so whoever is involved that is really running things, whoever that is, they're doing their legacy and that song and the, the work they put forth all these decades of serving and worshiping the Lord. Uh, they're trying to put all that at jeopardy for some type of notoriety. Right. Um, Because yeah, that's just, we're gonna get into it, but the song is hot garbage. You know.
1: So here's my question. In giving the auntie a pass, are we doing what we are saying we shouldn't do? Because no. Like it, I don't know. Like, I feel like in reality, like who she either her or her sisters or somebody should have I feel like they had the the responsibility to do their due diligence in trying to figure out well who am I selling my music to? Yeah. How do you want to like okay so so even if I don't ask the question how do you want to use this because once I sell it it now becomes yours to use as you want but At what point does she have responsibility to do some kind of digging around or her team or even just asking the question, what kind of music does this person make? I don't know what you want to do with my song, but let me get some history on you. And then maybe by process of elimination, if you can eliminate the fact that she ain't never made a Christian song. Like, or, you know, the songs, the, the majority of the songs that Beyonce makes, I don't think she's ever made a Christian song, but um, like the majority of the songs that Beyonce make are about shaking your tail. So, do, like, how do you think your song going to be different? I feel like the auntie and the auntie's team, I don't, and this, this could be my cold heartedness. I don't know that I give her a pass because somebody should have asked, who is the person that I'm selling my music, too,
0: yeah, and I'm not giving you know her team a pass or whoever's handling that um but when I look at you know how old she is, I just don't know how involved she is, right, in handling any of this, and so when I say you know, give her a pass, it's not necessarily for um like the purpose of kind of covering. 'Cause we don't want, you know, Clark sisters to look bad. I'm just saying at her age, I don't really know how involved she is in all of this. Right. And so I don't want to come down and slam her or criticize her or blame her for something that she's not really even involved in. Um and so that's kind of what I mean by give her a pass is I I'm just not sure of her involvement of things at this point. Yeah,
1: she I mean, she is elderly so mm-hmm. you know um and yeah i i completely hear it i just I, it makes me wonder like somebody here completely dropped the ball they did and in, in allowing you know that music to be sold to be i don't know if somebody had a debt i don't know if, you know what i mean but yeah. something went dreadfully wrong and i feel like Kiera, her niece should have been like auntie auntie what, what, what are you what are you doing where are you going but let's get into this song so okay it's it's not just um you know the fact that the the song was sampled in a secular you know by secular artists or things like that actually listen to the the lyrics and you know, in addition to, li- to listening to the lyrics, and I know we're going to talk about this, but there have been so many of us, so many black Christians who have come out to defend the, the reason why, you know, there's nothing wrong with church girl mm-hmm. or, um, you know just just in my timeline like so many people who are you know dancing to it singing it quoting lyrics from it and you know all of that we have to talk about that but let's look at the lyrics just alone for a minute okay so let me see here all right i want to be centered I wanna so the ooh, ooh parts. I want to be centered. I want to be in the center of that. Well, don't give me ooh, ooh <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been up, I've been down. I feel like okay, feel like I move mountains, got friends that cry fountains. Um, I'm warning everybody as soon as I get in this party, I'm gonna let go of this body. I'm gonna love me. Okay, so. Whatever you you infer for letting go of this body is, let's see if she's explained it explains it. Nobody can judge me. I was born free. And I feel like that's a bit that's a bit of a misquoting of the scriptures right there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll drop it like a thotty. Drop it like a thotty. You wanna explain to us what a thotty is?
0: Um <sighs> man. How do I? How do I say this in a in a PC manner? Um, you, I
1: don't know if you can. You just, I can read you the dictionary definition, but go ahead.
0: Um, yeah, we'll just say that a thought is a very let's say ratchet and prom- promiscuous woman on the side. We'll just. I'm just trying to make it the most PC version of a definition I can.
1: You better than me because I was gonna say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm trying. I, that wasn't a very good definition, but I'm trying.
1: You know, a, a, th- a thought is a hope. Like that's what it is. Yeah. I'm. I'm sorry. I can't. There's. I just a yeah. whore, a yes. woman of the night who has yes. crossed over into the daytime. Yes. If you look in the dictionary, you just type it in Google. It says a woman who has a many casual sexual encounters or relationships.
0: Oh, you could have just started with that. Well, that no, was I nice. was trying to
1: see. I was trying to see what what your what
0: your definition was. <laughs> hey, we struggling. Just wanted,
1: I just want to know. You was like, oh, we don't keep it P- PC. I'm in my tongue. Um, so let me go. Let's go back to the lyrics real quick. I said, nah, pop. I said, I said, now pop it like a thotty, pop it like a thotty, you bad. Drop it like a thotty, drop it like a thotty, you bad. Church girls acting loose, bad girls acting snotty, you bad. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Um, let's see. Mm-hmm. Twerk that ass like you came up out the south. I, I'm in from L.A. I don't know what y'all be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is this is what, you know,
0: center center this, of that wheel was sampled for.
1: Sen- yes, it was. Yes. And the, the entire premise of this song is basically that church girls are ratchet and it, it's OK for you to be ratchet. It's, it's OK, okay for you to be a thought. It's yes. OK for you to to sleep around and be a hoe. Like that's basically what this song is be- and it's it's okay because you're free and nobody can judge you. I'm going to let go of this body.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is the and- it's the complete opposite of what we're told to do in scripture in terms of controlling yourself, right? She's saying I'm not going to control myself. I'm going to let myself go, right? Um it is the opposite of self-control. It is giving in to all your inner inhibitions of promiscuous, you know, um, of promiscuity she, um, yeah, it, it is. And it's the whole can't nobody judge me, but me, no, no. But that type of thinking is so prominent, even within the church, this idea that you can't be judged when the actuality as the church will call to judge one another. Right. There is no, you, we are to hold each other accountable. There is no such thing as I'm completely autonomous and can nobody judge me but me. That, that, that's not Bible.
1: Yeah. I believe it's the book of John that tells us to judge rightly. Yeah. You know what I mean? To me, what is so painful is that she has taken a gospel album or a gospel song, something that um, has scriptural connotations to it to make a hose anthem.
0: Yeah. Because
1: that's yeah. what this is. This is a yeah. hose
0: anthem. And then go to church on Sunday.
1: Yes. That is what it is. like, you're you going to do what you do in the, in the club on Saturday. And on Sunday, you should be in church worshiping.
0: Yep. And this is the thing. It's not that she, It's not that we don't know these. And it's not that mm-hmm. she's even singing about it. It is the fact that she is making it okay, right? It has always been something that has been looked down upon. It's been, you know, uh, talked about. Even people who are non-believers, non-Christians would call Christians hypocrites because it's like, you in the club one day and the next day you're in church. Y'all just hypocrites, you know? But now that's like, that's cool just to be that. It's it's cool to, you know, twerk on Saturday and then lead a club and then roll in the church on Sunday, and it's just sending it's sending the wrong message. And this is what I'll say: um, I recently started doing family research on my family, found out a lot of you know history, like my great grandfather was the founder of the NAACP in Birmingham, and I started doing a lot of research and and one thing I realized reading about him and others and all the publications he was in was how different the culture was, Mm -hmm. right? We have some kind of way taken this ratchet culture and called it black culture as if there wasn't a black culture before this existed. Mm -hmm. We have taken in the, in the old black culture, that was this idea that you had to strive for excellence, right? You had to strive to succeed. You had to carry yourself a certain way. There were standards within the community and and you were expected to live up to those standards. You know, this is like, you know, the 60s during the height of the civil rights movement. And they're, they're writing about this stuff. But today we have taken the most ratchet culture, adopted it as our own. And now that's what we promote as black culture. And now you've got, you know, talking about, you know, dropping it like a thotty. And that, that's what we're mimicking. That's what our young kids are following after. You know, nothing is holding us back more so than our own culture and what we value and what we promote. And that's what we're promoting. That's what we're valuing, you know. And at the same time, it's its just a continuing, continuous kind of downfall of the culture when I look back and I read about what the culture really used to be like. So that's that's kind of I just see this as, as a microcosm of what's been going on. It's a microcosm of, you know, what we've kind of seen within the youth. And I know we're gonna do a whole episode on some of that stuff. But it's, it's this right, it's this Beyonce song. It is indicative of where we are as as a I take that back. It's not where we are as a culture it is what's promoted as the culture, right? Mm. Um, I've always argued that ghetto ratchet culture is not Mm. black culture. That Mm. is not what defines black culture, but it is what's promoted as black culture. I watched a video recently. It was from South Korea, and this guy was interviewing Koreans about what they thought about black people. And all of their answers were, they rap, they're gangsters, and they're cool. Right. That is what we're that is the culture that we we export out to the world and how the world sees us is through the lens of rappers and entertainers. Yeah. Right. And that gets promoted as what black people are. That is gets promoted as what black culture is. And at some point in time, we gotta step up and say, no, it is not. And we gotta stop promoting this stuff. Right. And so um I'm glad that we finally had someone speak out about that uh our, our 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 good friend bishop bishop wooden we need to good- get bishop wooden on the show we do we do because I was man it's and i'm glad he said it from the pulpit because we need more we need more voices like i say this ain't it to a higher standard um and so yeah i say let's let's play the clip and then we talk about um bishop afterwards
1: Oh, you, oh my gosh, I got so many thoughts about what you just said, but yes, I, I agree. Go ahead.
2: We're to say something. Beyonce just release sacrilege. Yes, sir. sir. The only thing I can account for some of this stuff is... Somebody done sold their soul to the devil.
0: devil.
2: Now, all I can say to you is this. When you sell your soul to the devil, you get the short end of the stick. But this piece of trash that's released. And she named it Church Girl. Now, I had thought to try to read the lyrics to you but i struggled to listen to them it's too bad it's too bad it's not for public consumption it would it would be a desecration if i read this and uh, i don't recommend it you know parents i know all, all your little children got they're all them 3 months old they got a cell phone but i don't recommend that you let them listen to this. It is it's 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 the worst. You can am I right? It's the worst. You can't get and to to to, to sample the song of a real church lady yes, sir. Tweak a clock. I don't know whether she knew what she was going to do with the song or not Uh, she knows she's not saved I don't talk about anything that's not public anything that's public is fair game and I pray to God That a stiff denunciation of what she did with that song is put out. It shows that we, we're not speaking up. Ain't nobody, don't nobody respect the church The world don't respect the church See you can't win the world Enamored by them I'm just so proud that somebody Was going to use my music What do you mean? You are the best in the world
0: You're preaching sir You're preaching sir
2: You're preaching sir we sang for Jesus. I, I tell you what did uh, help me. Uh, Marcella just released, where is she? Released hers. And that's the one you need to buy. That's the one. Got a good beat to it, if you feel like shouting. Yes, sir. A sanctified, unmistakably sanctified message. Amen. Amen. And you know, can't nobody sing any better. But for to show this kind of disrespect for the church. And what's sad is this, there will be church people yes, talk. who will defend it. Right. But let me tell you something, I'm not, I'm not bothered by those who defend that kind of garbage. I'm bothered by those who say nothing. You're the one who angers me. Am I right?
0: Well, we can just end the show right here. I mean, right there. I mean, that, there's, nothing else, there's nothing else left to say than what the bishop said.
1: Nothing right? else. And you know what? He took so much heat for that. There was people on social media. That thing went around Twitter. People mm-hmm. just, I mean, it was black Christians who yes. went around, like, just demeaning this man. But you know what he did next week? the very next week he doubled down it was like yeah I said it I said what I said
0: and mm-hmm. and I'm glad he did and it just goes back to you know why because we don't want to be judged either so we ain't not go judge Beyonce and they are upset mm-hmm. they are upset that he made a judgment mm-hmm. they are upset that he condemned what she did with that song right and if Beyonce can be judged and condemned then they can't and they don't like mm. that. And so mm. that's, why, that's why people get mad. You know, nobody don't, they don't want their sin called out. You know, they, 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 they want, we want to live as ratchet as we want to. And we don't want nobody having nothing to say about it. And at the end of the day, we want to believe that Jesus is on our side.
1: I agree. And I don't think, I will offer this bit. You know, I don't think that that is a, a black problem. I think that's a man problem, a sin Absolutely. problem, a human 100%. problem. We yes. always want to, you know, tiptoe and do what we do. And, you know, don't call mm. me out, we'll be good. But this, this is having specific implications within black culture.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: You know, and you know, part of what I see is this idea that I don't want to call it a, like a once saved, always saved kind of kind of thing. But it is a, this idea that I can do what I want. You can't judge me. And as long as I am not hurting anyone else, then I'm good. Or as long yeah. as I'm getting mine, I'm good.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, it's what I heard this one Black pastor say one time. He was joking. He said, Black people don't go to hell. Like, no matter no matter what it is, come to the funeral no yeah he he was a thug in the street got murdered gunned down, but he in a better place right yes he it's is. like mm-hmm. it's this it's this idea that being black is some type of way a righteous card right oh it is, and we and it we we can do a whole episode on this, but when you make the gospel about the um the Egypt narrative right mm-hmm. when you when you take it and you make and you make the black experience equivalent to God's people then why would any black person not be saved regardless of whatever we're God's people because that's yeah. the way it is presented in t- unintentionally I believe but when you take the black narrative you instill it into scripture and out of the egypt narrative you make black people God's people and therefore black
1: liberation theology. Yeah.
0: And therefore we're all good. And yeah. so no matter what the person does, they, like, like, um, the other Clark sister said, leave Beyonce alone. She gone. Oh, she got a little bit of God in her. That's all it takes. Right.
1: Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, you didn't
0: hear that quote. Yeah. Um, one of the other Clark sisters came out to my leave her uh, alone. I hope yeah. it wasn't
1: Karen, but it probably was,
0: I don't know which one it was, but
1: <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. But can, side note, can you imagine showing up to the funeral and they be like, Y'all know, y'all know a little TT, he he ain't in no better place. He was just selling them drugs. He shot up like three people at that look stuff. And now, you know, he got got. He ain't in no better place. Yeah. I know you mourning him. I know you're gonna miss him, but he ain't in a better place. Like that only we would never I don't think we would ever do something like that.
0: We wouldn't, but I do know that I know some pastors that do funerals like that. Um, yeah. They won't say they're in a better place. Like, you know, they're a comfort the family. You know, they talk about, you know, they talk to the family and they're present the gospel. But they're not going to say that that person was saved or in a better place. Some mm-hmm. pastors will won't. They won't go there. Oh, because, that's good. Yeah, because they yeah, know I'm glad that. to know that. Yeah, they know that person was living in the street. They're not going to lie, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. And so, but not not to get us a, a sidetrack, but. Yeah. You know, this it is just something that is kind of indicative to the the culture of giving a pass to people based on the fact they're in the family. And this Beyonce thing is just the latest example. And I'm glad Bishop did not give her a pass because so many people have. And he got attacked for giving her a pass, for not giving her a pass and for going off code. That's what mm-hmm. happens when you go off code.
1: <laughs> now, here's a question. Um, I just want to get some of your thoughts on it. Like, how do we, if, if, you know, skin color isn't, isn't, you know, what we should just be judging people on and yeah, we can, you know, it's righteous because it's black. Like for, for, for the young black person who might be listening or for the old black person who just don't know, like, how do we make these judgments? Like how, what, by what standard are you saying that we shouldn't participate in, in this form of, of culture in this form of idolization. Um, Does that make sense? Like what, what, what's the standard? Like, how do we, how do we know?
0: Yeah. Um, That's a good question. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because as Christians, no matter black, white, yellow, green, blue, purple, it doesn't matter. The standard has always be the word of God. What has God said and how has God called us to live? What are the fruits of the spirit? What, what, what is the, um, evidence of being in the family, in the body of Christ? What is the evidence of salvation? What does it mean to be born again? Why do you even need to be born again? Right. And so all of these answers, all of these questions, you know, scripture tells us that we, um, must be born again because we're born sinful. And when we're born again it says the old man dies, the new man lives. Right. And so we are new. There's a changed life. The, the, the evidence that you have been saved is that you show you bear the fruit of repentance. You bear the fruit of saved. um, it is not the, the continuous living in sin. As, as Paul said, you know, we can't, you know, either we are a slave to sin or we're a slave to righteousness. And so the person who continuously shows themselves to be a slave to sin clearly is not a person who is walking in righteousness. And as the church, if the person claims to be a Christian and claims to walk with the Lord, then we are to call them out and bring them back to walking in righteousness to call them to repentance not simply make excuses for or say, well, it's okay because they can do what they want or can't nobody judge them but them. That is not what the Bible teaches us. We are to hold each other accountable according to Scripture and according to the fruits of the Spirit and the fruits of what it means to be a Christian. And if somebody isn't bearing that fruit, we're told to call into repentance. And if they don't repent, they're to be put outside of the church, Right that's what people don't like and we've lost that we don't do that anymore and we just kind of you know as he say a lot of people just stay silent because we're, if we get some kind of way we got told we're not supposed to judge and that's just not it at all right and so um the standard that we are called to um live by and judge by is the standard of God's word. And so it's not just, oh, this is my opinion. This is how I feel. It's saying, no, this is what the word of God says. And you claim to be a Christian. This is what you need to be walking by and living by. Because this is what I'm going to judge you by based on your fruit.
1: But, Kev, <laughs> like, what about the, the, the reality that, you know, she got to make money? Because I feel like that, that's something that, that came around too. Like, I mean, y'all, y'all come down so hard on her. Like, um, like y'all perfect. Like, y'all don't see. she had to make her money too. And I mean, both for the Clark sisters and for Beyonce. The Clark sisters needed to make that money, so they sold that song. Beyonce had to make that money, so she made that song. What you say?
0: And, and, and you can't serve God and money. You will be a slave to one and you will hate the other. Right. And so money can't be the ultimate goal for every, for what we do. Right. Yeah. We have to put, food, you know, roof over our head and food on the table. You know, we need money, but what are you willing to do for it? That's, that's really what the question is. Mm-hmm. What are you willing to do for it? And who are you, are you willing to sell out for it? And if you're a Christian and you're going to sell out the what you know is right to simply um, get more money, then you have shown who you are a slave to, right? You have chosen, you've made the choice of who your master is and his money. And so, um, I would caution people. And that's, that's why the scriptures are so important because it forces us to examine ourselves, our actions and our motives and people. If we read the scriptures, it'll tell on us, right? It'll show us where our heart really is. And so, um, If you're willing to compromise for the sake of money, then it's because you've made money an idol, right? You've you've become a slave to it. And that's not what we're called to do. And so regardless of how much money you can make from it, if it's something that dishonors God, if it's something that goes against what God has called us to do or how we're called to live, then you shouldn't do it, regardless of how much money you can make from it. So that's that's what I would say to that.
1: Now, I have one last question because it's, it's time for us to wrap. But, um, you know, let me preface the question by saying Beyonce is known for her liberating songs. You know, mm-hmm. she has, um, you know, like all the single ladies. Um, what's that song, um, To Left to Left? You know what I mean? You know yeah, What's yeah. that song? Um, you know, like the, it, there's an empowering message. Yes. I, albeit culturally empowering, it it is, or worldly, secularly empowering message to women. And I don't think that this song is any different. I think that this song is meant to be empowering to women who may feel trapped by the structure of the church. Trapped by a a structure that will, you know, in some churches allow men to do X, Y, and Z, but then really clamp down on women. You can see, you know, men male pastors, you know, having an affair here and doing this thing over there, and the women are subjected to, you know, you need to be in your place, you need to do all these things. So I um I wonder or not even wonder, I see this song as being something that is meant to be empowering to women who are in the church. I think there's a lot of women who are leaving the church, um, a lot of black women leaving the church under this premise of, well, it's too um, rigid for women. It doesn't allow me to be me. I can't, you know, do me and things like that. So you get the you get this song that says, be a thought if you want to. You know, shake your butt if you want to go to the club. Just make sure you're in church and enjoy, you know, the best of both worlds because nobody can judge you but you. One, it's a two-part question. One, what do you see as the implication of this on women? I'm, I'm going to ask that question first. What do you see this being um, as far as, especially because, I mean, you're a dad of three girls, Um You have sisters, you're a husband. You know, like, how do you see this impacting uh, an upcoming generation of women?
0: Yeah, it gives a false understanding of liberation, right? Um, And we've seen this since the sexual revolution, right? This idea that for a woman to be free, she must be able to be as sexually promiscuous as she can. That's what freedom is. That's what liberation is. And you need to be liberated from the constraints and just be you. you no, know, dive in and be as promiscu- promiscuous as you want and work it, girl. You no, know, shake it like a thot. And it's, it's, it has an effect. She's a great artist. She, the song is catchy. Young girls are going to listen to it, they're going to dance to it, and it's going to get into their worldview. Right. It's going to influence them. And it is to it is to believe that to be liberated is to be promiscuous. And that's what it means. In reality, it's just because in the song, you know, she says I was born free. And. um, What she doesn't realize is that she's not free. She's a slave to something else. Right. It's it's it's. It's the irony of it. It's this this attempt at liberation, this attempt at freedom, but at the end of the day, you simply are trading one master for another. You're not free at all. Um, And I hope that young women kind of get put up on game and realize that. I think some in this current generation are starting to realize that because for the last, you know, so many decades they've been doing it and they realize it hasn't worked. That's why we have, you know, 70% people unmarried in the black community that it hasn't really led to the liberation. They thought they were going to have. So yeah, Beyonce is still preaching that message, but it doesn't have very, very good receipts. Uh, because a lot of women today who would have followed that path are realizing that it, it wasn't the path they should have gone down. And so, hopefully the next generation will listen to those women who are saying, don't go down this route. That's the route I went down. And at the end of the day, I was, you know, it it didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out. It didn't deliver the promises. I thought it was going to deliver. It, I wasn't fulfilled the way I thought I was going to be fulfilled. Right. Um, yeah. And so that's, I, I it's going to have an effect. I just hope that it doesn't have the effect that, you know, that that it could have. I hope that it's countered by the fact that a lot of women have already tried this and it didn't work.
1: Yes. Um, Part of what we've talked about today makes me think about the camp we were at, you know, Mm -hmm. last month Um, as, as being part of that implication, this belief that, you know, I believe Jesus is real. That's enough. And I can, you know, just do what i want and live how i want to live and i'm not saying that you know christianity is a religion of works at all we are i'm not saying that we are definitely saved by grace and there is also a reality um that i belong to someone else like you're saying like you're you are going to have a master um and you know what i see in songs like this and especially that have this um, kind of religious undertone to it, and the the thought that you know I can I can be a, a Christian on Sunday, but I can you know shake my tail in the club and grind up on you know this guy and that guy on Saturday. The impact is what we saw at you know at mm-hmm. camp.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it
1: it has real life, real time effects on young people she's not and and maybe she doesn't know this i don't know um but beyonce isn't just making music that you know isn't creating something
0: she's evangelizing yeah she really is and she's evangelizing more than the church she's being um, more influential in young people's lives than the church yeah, uh, you know, we, we you you mentioned camp. The the worldview that those young people had or have is right in line with this song. Um, they believe that they could do what they wanted to do, live how they want to live, and then come and praise and sing about Jesus with no like it didn't mean anything. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so. This song, what Beyonce is really singing about and really saying, isn't really foreign to this younger generation. Sadly, because um, I can see, since you brought that up, I can see all of those people who at the camp listening to this song and completely agreeing and turning up.
1: It's it really is. I feel like an anthem for this. Yes this generation's cultural moment
0: yes and yeah. that
1: is something that i don't know if the church is taking seriously enough yeah. like i think i think we we look around and we see a problem and well they're young and you know this generation has prop. no i don't think we understand the the weight of what is happening and how um you know krista tends to say like you know art matters and Mm -hmm. and that art has art and worship and things like that impact our beliefs and it disciples us beyonce has a following that she is discipling yes Yes, and go ahead
0: yeah i'm just saying yeah she's not pitting things out for no reason there's a reason this song is put out um, she is making, the, nobody makes Beyonce make a song she doesn't want to make. Like she's, yeah. she, you know, she controls her content. And yeah, she, she this song is out there because she's discipling her disciples. Yeah. You know, so, yeah.
1: Um, I know in a couple of weeks we're going to have, you know, conversations with pastors who hopefully will give us some tips on, you know, how do we turn this tide how do we snatch back you know youth and and adults because i have seen many adults come to defend the beehive um but how do we how do we have a broader conversation and what does real discipleship look like one in the church but then two what what does evangelism look like within the community mm-hmm. how do we how do we counter this narrative that it's cool to be a christian thought yeah you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. yeah no, you're right. Um, I know. Yeah, we're gonna get into it, but I mean, the first thing I said, we got to speak up. We need more, more bishops, more bishop woodens out there speaking up yeah. from the pulpit. We need more people saying, "No, that's not okay." Right? Um, how you live your life matters. Yes. Yeah. So Christianity is not a salvation of works. We are not saved by our works, but we do good works because we are saved. Mm-hmm. Right how we live is evidence of who we belong to, who you're a slave to. Um, And you just can't live any kind of way. And so, and then, and when you do live any kind of way, there are not only eternal consequences, there are earthly consequences. And until we realize that, we can talk about all of the other outside struggles and hurdles and barriers all we want until we realize that the way we live and the culture and the values and what we choose to do with our life until we realize that those have real life earthly implications nothing will ever change
1: you got that right cuz you sure can't blame church girl on whiteness
0: no no you can't no um yeah there's a, a lot I want to say on that, but I know we got to wrap this up.
1: Go ahead, say it. Go, on, go. On. We, we, we,
0: no, we so like like I said, I've been I've been doing a lot of research, you know, and I was reading something. It was written in 1964. It was out of a, a, a black magazine, and this guy wrote his article on equality, and he was talking to the younger generation of his day, and he was talking to those who were protesting, those who were doing sit-ins, and he said he would ask them, "What are you? What are you fighting for?" He said the, the answer was all oftentimes, you now they would say they were fighting for freedom, they're fighting for liberty. And the article that he wrote was on equality. And he said this, and this is this, this really stuck with me. He said, freedom can be granted, but equality must be achieved. And his point he was making was he said that we must seek excellence in all that we do. Like you have to go out and achieve it. it. And now this is from the civil rights movement. This is from the sixties. This culture of thoughtness, this culture of ratchetness is not the black culture. That's what, that's what people need to realize. We had a culture that was about excellence. It was about achieving. That's how we achieve so much in the face of so many hurdles. But today, we want to drop it like a thotty. And it just, it, it saddens me that this is what we've exported out as what it means to be, to be the black culture. It saddens me that so many young people are influenced to this, to think that this is what it means to be black. There was a black social um, media influencer. She lost um, a sponsor because of something very provocative she posted and she posted it with the N-word and they dropped her. And she did a response video and was, was very angry. And she said that they, they couldn't handle her blackness, right? So her taking a picture with her behind out and saying, and tagging it with the N-word was her blackness. That is not, that is not blackness. That is not the black community, you know? But we've, we've gone so far astray from where we were. And until we make some serious changes, the outcomes we produce will not change. I don't care who you vote for and put in office. I don't care how many anti-racism programs they put in at your workplace. If nothing changes within the culture, nothing will change in terms of the outcomes we produce as a culture. And that's all I got to say.
1: And with that, we just going to leave it right there because that was good. There ain't nothing, no follow-up needed. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Off Code. Um, we look forward to hearing your feedback. So share this out with a friend and let us know what you think, put your thoughts in the comments or, um, send us an email. All right. We will talk with you later. Bye. Bye.